This is AgriPulse Daybreak for Wednesday, November 9th. Brought to you by Watkinson Miller and Dairy Management Incorporated. Good morning, I'm Jeff Daly. Here's today's headlines. Ag Dems fight off challenges. Senate Ag sets Farm Bill hearing. And herbicide sales boost Bayer. Bishop Spanberger hang on as Democrats stem House losses. Georgia's Sanford Bishop and Virginia's Abigail Spanberger were among Democrats surviving close races yesterday as Republicans failed to knock off some top targets in their quest to take over the House. Bishop chairs the House Ag Appropriations Subcommittee, while Spanberger chairs the House Ag Subcommittee overseeing conservation programs. Other House Ag Democrats who survived challenges included Marcy Kaptur in Ohio and Sharice Davids in Kansas. Republicans thought they could redistrict out Marcy Kaptur, and that's not going to work for them, said Ohio farmer Chris Gibbs, founder and board chair of Rural Voices USA, a group that supports Democrats. House Ag Chairman David Scott of Georgia and Ranking Member Glenn Thompson of Pennsylvania were easily reelected. Now, in the Senate, Iowa GOP Senator Chuck Grassley easily won an eighth term, despite a prominent poll in October that showed him facing a tight race. Senate Ag Top Republican John Bozeman of Arkansas also won re-election. Chairwoman Debbie Stabenow of Michigan was not on the ballot this year. Senate kicks off a lame duck with farm bill hearing. Lawmakers return next week for their lame duck session. The Senate Ag Committee will use the time for a farm bill hearing. Leaders of the committee have held a pair of listening sessions on farm bill issues, but the panel hasn't done the title-by-title hearings that the House Ag Committee has been conducting this year. The hearing on Tuesday will focus on rural development and energy programs. By the way, this week's AgriPulse newsletter looks at how USDA has been using the Rural Energy for America program and the administration's priorities for the additional $2 billion in the Inflation Reduction Act. Bayer's herbicide sales jump in the third quarter. Higher herbicide prices driven by supply shortages helped drive Bayer earnings above analyst estimates for the third quarter as the company's crop science division achieved an overall sales increase of 8.4% from the third quarter in 2021. Herbicide sales were up 45% for the third quarter thanks to, in large part, to prices of glyphosate-based products more than doubling since early 2021, Bayer CEO Werner Baumann said. But also on the call with reporters yesterday, Chief Financial Officer Wolfgang Nickel said prices had begun to decline in the third quarter and that in the last three months of the year, we expect them to normalize further. By the way, sales of corn seed and traits decreased nearly 16%, while soybean seeds and traits were down 8%. Insecticide sales up 9%, driven mainly by demand in Latin America. We'll have more AgriPulse Daybreak after this. Dairy Management Incorporated serves America's 34,000-plus dairy farmers and dairy importers by managing research and marketing programs aimed at promoting dairy consumption and protecting the good image of dairy farmers, dairy products, and the dairy industry. 
Funded entirely by dairy farmers, DMI has distinguished itself as a strategic consultant and valuable resource to businesses and organizations in the food and beverage sector that seek to increase sales and raise their image through the innovative use of dairy and dairy ingredients. Welcome back to AgriPulse Daybreak. Grassley, Ukraine called Putin's bluff in Black Sea grain trade. When Russia announced on October 29th that it was withdrawing participation of the Black Sea Grain Initiative, that didn't stop ships from docking at Odessa ports and loading up with Ukrainian grain. It also did not stop United Nations and Turkish officials in Istanbul from inspecting the ships from entering and exiting through the Bosphorus Strait. That, says Senator Chuck Grassley of Iowa, is evidence that Ukraine and its grain customers effectively called a Moscow bluff that it might interfere with commerce. Russia resumed participation in the initiative on November 2nd. Grassley added that he expects Ukrainian grain exports to continue even if a deal is not struck to extend the initiative beyond it expires in November 19. Georgie Eisleyev, a market analyst for S&P Global Commodity Insights, says he expects that Russia will agree to extend the initiative, especially after watching the grain trade proceed without its participation in the initiative. Economist, expect dramatic rise in soy demand due to biofuel expansion. Agriculture economist Dan Bossi says renewable diesel is poised to be a larger distributor to the food supply chain than ethanol, with a slate of new plants poised to heavily increase competition for soybean oil. Bossi, speaking to attendees of the National Ag Bankers Conference in Omaha, said he can't figure out how the nation will find the additional 8.5 million to 9 million acres of soybeans needed by 2025 to satisfy the demand expected from the introduction of the plants. Bossi is president of Ag Resource Company. IRA boosts outlook for new Jivo SAF facility. Colorado-based Jivo, a renewable fuels company focused on the production of sustainable aviation fuel, is banking on a new biofuel tax incentive for its commercial-scale SAF facility set to go online in 2025. The Clean Fuel Production Credit includes the Inflation Reduction Act signed in August should boost estimated earnings for the Net Zero One plan in South Dakota to $300 million a year, a 50% increase from the prior estimate, the company said yesterday. The estimated install costs for NZ1, including the capital required for the alcohol to jet fuel plant, as well as any site development costs, has risen by 33% to $850 million. The increase is primarily due to inflation-driven increases in steel, in steel equipment and supply chain costs. By the way, during Jivo's earnings call yesterday, CEO Patrick Grubber highlighted the company's role at a $30 million Climate Smart farm-to-flight project funded by USDA. The project will track the carbon intensity score of SAF from the farm to the airline. And here's today's He Said It. The investment that's being made in renewable diesel is massive. 
Today, as it sets, it's very disruptive to the whole food chain. That Dan Bossi, president of Ag Resource Company. Well, that's Daybreak for this Wednesday, November 9th. Brought to you by Watkinson Miller and Dairy Management Incorporated. For the latest news out of Washington, D.C., visit AgriPulse.com. For AgriPulse Daybreak, I'm Jeff Daly.